Welcome to Equality Education, a show about inclusive teaching, supportive parenting, and a kinder future. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I hope you're good. So today on the show, I have such a little ray of sunshine for you. I have the incredible Michael Gunning. And if you don't know who he is, well, you're in for a treat. Let me tell you a little bit more about him. Okay, so Michael Gunning is an international competitive swimmer. He holds dual Jamaican and British citizenship and is the current national record holder for the 200 meter butterfly and the 200 and 400 meter freestyle events. Gunning went on to win the Pride Award at the Attitude Pride Awards 2019 for his efforts in visualising LGBT plus sports around the globe. He was also set to represent Jamaica this year in the 2020 Olympics. However, that dream has obviously been put on pause due to COVID-19. But Michael is staying positive, And in this episode, I talk to him about his childhood, his nerve-wracking competitions, representing Jamaica as an openly gay athlete, and his experience visiting schools and becoming a role model. Hello, Michael. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on. Like, you're amazing and such an inspiration. And I'm like super thrilled that you could join today. So thank you. The reason why I asked you on is because... I just think you're an incredible role model for like so many people, especially kids. And I just want teachers and parents to know about you and know about your achievements and the things you do. So yeah, I'm really excited to to talk to you today. Oh no, honestly, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, during these hard times, everyone's life's been turned upside down. So I think it's important to share stories and yeah, just, just talk and kind of get that network going with everyone. Exactly. And like, you are probably one of the most super positive people I know. You're like <laughs> always smiling and uh, yeah, you're just adorable. So you're like a little ray of sunshine. So oh, you've got to be happy. You've got to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we start, Michael, what are your pronouns? So we all know. Yeah, him, he, um, that's totally fine. <laughs> Great, him and he, love it. And uh, as always, can you share with us a happy memory from your childhood? That is so hard for me because I have so many happy memories. Oh, that's good. Um, But I have a younger brother, Luke, who is three years younger than me. And we always used to go around to my grandparents when my mum, like my mum went to work and she'd drop us off on the way and then pick us up on the way back. And we always used to get up to lots of different things around my grandparents' house. And one that I remember was we have like a fish pond. And I remember like walking around the outside of the fish pond, being silly, being a little bit naughty. And I fell in the pond. <laughs> and, um, oh my gosh. Oh, honestly, I was so scared. I was like, my mom is going to kill me. So <laughs> my grandparents washed my clothes and then dried them before she'd even got home from work. And she, I don't think she knows even to this day. Oh my gosh. We should send her this <laughs> afterwards. I mean, at least you could swim back then though, right? How old was you? I think I was about seven or eight. <laughs> okay. And was you into swimming then? Not, yeah, I was. I didn't do it, you know, really religiously, um, but I did love swimming and I did, yeah, I did swim occasionally. So it was nice. Well, maybe that was the start. Maybe that's what sparked <laughs> it all off. <laughs> no, definitely. Maybe. <laughs> that is an awesome memory. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I love that you said you had lots of happy memories from childhood. Um because I think sometimes as LGBT plus people, it's always like childhood can be a little bit difficult for us to navigate. Um, I don't know, for me, I also had like a super great childhood, but there was times when 
I just felt uncomfortable or different. Um, and I'm wondering if you can relate to that and if you're happy to share some of your childhood with us and, and, and how you felt as perhaps an LGBT plus child. Yeah, I, you know, I did have a good childhood, had so many happy memories. And I think one thing that did stand out was I was different. You know, I was very happy, bubbly, and I was always so different to everyone in my class. But, you know, I think I love that about myself. I love that I was different and I love that I was unique. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't know it was anything to do with LGBT. I just assumed that I was happy and more energetic than lots of other people in the class. Um, but all my teachers were really supportive of me. And, you know, from, you know, definitely primary school, I never got bullied. Everyone treated me with love. And, yeah, I really do feel like I was supported. And it was only kind of going into secondary that I did, you know, experience a little bit of bullying because I was different. Um, but I think, you know, from my early years, I, you know, to this day, I still say that my primary school years were some of the best days of my life. I had so much fun. Oh, I bet you were super popular and had loads of friends. <laughs> I was always the lead in like different school plays and all of oh. those, you know, monologues. <laughs> I did love all that. <laughs> oh, well, because you're just so like easy to like come over and talk to. You're super approachable and, and smiley. So yeah, I can imagine you had a lot of friends yeah, no. in primary school and a, and a good time being the lead in all of your plays <laughs> no <laughs> do you like sing and dance then as well yeah so I really wanted to go to like drama school when I was a bit older but oh. I had to choose between that and swimming and obviously swimming took the lead mm-hmm. but I always yeah I used to love schools I used to love just doing what I can and like visiting other schools we used to do different swimming competitions as well and competing against different schools and years and I loved it I really loved it <laughs> so, so when did you start uh when did you start swimming so my parents are not strong swimmers themselves and you know we always went on some holidays every two years and my mum just didn't want to worry about me you know going in the water so she taught me you know she put me into lessons and made sure that I was taught from I think the age of four really and um, to be honest I didn't like it wow. at first I really didn't I was crying I was <laughs> kicking and screaming and I think my mum had to come in for a couple of the lessons because I didn't want to be in the water but, you know, I think as I st- started to learn to love swimming and I started to just find out what I enjoyed about it. I loved being underwater. I loved trying, being challenged. You know, my teacher would put something on the bottom of the pool and I had to get it. I was so competitive. You know, I didn't want to be seen as, you know, I couldn't do that. I had to be able to do everything. And I think that's where my love you know, for it came in. Amazing. I love that your mum came in the pool with you as well. Yeah. Considering you said she wasn't a strong swimmer. She must have like really wanted you to, to, to learn. Yeah, no, definitely. That's really cool, cool of her. Definitely. You know, like even my grandparents, they're not really strong swimmers. My granddad loves being in the water, but my nan, you know, she couldn't swim as well. So I think through the family generation, everyone was just so supportive of me and my brother swimming. So yeah, we started it very early. <laughs> and then obviously you were like, amazing at it because then you've gone on it's your job you're like a professional swimmer you've competed for two different countries you competed for uh Jamaica and Great Britain is that right yeah I feel so lucky you know my my dad's Jamaican and my mum's British so I've always had that option of what nation I swim for um you know I was born in the UK my you know, my mum has always been here. My dad moved over from Jamaica when he was five. Um, and my mum and dad kind of met as like childhood sweethearts. They met at school and just Aww. kind of, you know, they're still together now, which is lovely. And um, 
I I represented Team GB in the past. I went to lots of different competitions. That's so incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, it really... Like, let's just talk about that for the moment. Like, how old were you when that happened? So I made my first team when I was 16 uh, with Great Britain. <gasps> That's so young. So That's amazing. It was a very scary time, you know, leaving my parents for the first time for, like, the competition. and But at the same time, amazing. Getting all the kit and, you know, being a part of a team, I think, um, yeah, it's amazing. And your uh preferred style is butterfly isn't it yes yeah yeah which is i love that so much because it, i don't know it kind of conjures up this idea of like a little delicate butterfly but then actually because i watched some clips of you like doing it and i was like oh my goodness that looks like that does not look like a butterfly i mean it does because it's got the wings yeah. but it's like ferocious you're like a, t- a tiger it, like it is definitely the hardest it, stroke 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and you have to do that for what 200 400 meters 200 yeah i do the 100 meters and the 200 meters um and i also do the freestyle the 200 meters as well so but when i was younger i used to do all the strokes i used to be a medley swimmer and i used to do fly back breast and freestyle so i used to do it all <laughs> do you do, do you do any other styles now or is it you just do butterflies that like your the yeah. one that you're doing in competitive yeah yeah 200 butterflies the one that i'm aiming to qualify for olympics for so yeah, that's definitely my best one. Yeah, which is what you would have been doing this year if it wasn't for Miss C. Rona, um, unfortunately. that's And it would have been your first Olympics. Yeah, you know, this year was so perfect for me. Everything was going right. In January, I went to Australia for a five-week training camp. And, you know, I, my diet was perfect. Everything leading up to, obviously, the Olympic trials in April were spot on. And obviously, you know, the rug's kind of been pulled under us from the carpet and we've been left on our backs. Yeah. But at least we know the new date. At least we've, you know, we hopefully the Olympics will carry on going ahead next year. And um, yeah, that's something that we can kind of look I mean, for and aim towards. Do you think you've learned anything about life because of it? Yeah, no, I've spent so much time with my family and friends. Um, you know, I've been isolating with some friends who ex-swimmers um like i live with rebecca adlington and um i'm godfather to her little daughter and we've had such amazing time playing and i've definitely found my love you know i love working with children but there's just a bond that we have and i just love playing with her and kind of educating her as much as i can so it's so rewarding what do you think about when you're swimming and you're competing like I'm really interested to know what like what goes through your head whilst you're in the pool or like do you even remember it at all yeah I think with swimming it's such a you know particular sport and you know when you're competing when you are training you have to focus just on swimming on moving your body through the water you know so many other sports you can think about all different things but with swimming you know, if you're not switched on or if you're not thinking about keeping your body up on top of the water, you're going to sink. So I think it's so good for, you know, your mentality, for mental health, for just kind of taking you away from all the stresses of life and just making you focus on swimming. And I find it so therapeutic. Do you get nervous when you have to compete? 100%. Oh, no, really? (laughs) One of the worst things for me is like the nerves before major competitions. And I didn't really find out how bad I was until my first world championships where I was in the cool room, which is like a room that you have to go before you go out into the like main, main pool. And 
I didn't want to go out. I was so petrified. You know, I've done all this training for that one swim and, you know, the nerves just got on top of me and I was just petrified to even go out. Mm. And um, since then, I've done like a lot of training for it, you know, training my mind to try and relax and have like a breathing technique now, like doing the cool room before, just to try and calm my nerves. But yeah. um, it was something that I did struggle with for a long time. It's just so much pressure. And um I mean, this is not the same at all, but when I was younger, I used to do trampolining, which is quite funny, but I actually used to do it quite seriously. And I used to go around the country doing competitions. That's amazing. I was actually, I was actually really good. Um, Not like Olympic level, but um, (laughs) I used to get so nervous to the point where I was like, I'd feel sick. And I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves as well. Like no one else is putting pressure on ourselves apart from us. Um, so I remember I had to like kind of stop doing competitive trampolining because I got so nervous. Yeah. And that's when I moved on to do um, like musical theatre and dancing. So I used to be in like um, shows. I did like some Western shows and uh, and other things. But even then. That's amazing. I used to get like really nervous before going on the stage as well. Um, to the point where I, I, it was kind of one of the factors why I stopped performing. Because I was like, I can't deal with this pressure. Like it stresses me out. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm just going to write books and like make videos. Like it's not going to be nervous. But but now I have to like stand up in front of people and give talks. Yeah. Like I go into companies or schools and talks to people. And well, that's amazing. You've gone the full circle. I Yeah, and it's weird. And it's like, and, and when I first started it, I used to get like really nervous. But it's just like the more you do it, the more competent you feel at what you're talking about and... I guess that might be the same with you. Like the more you're doing it, do you, do the nerves kind of like diminish? I know you, you spoke about the techniques you have, but like... Yeah, I think, you know, the pressure comes from how much pressure you put on yourself. And I think it goes for anything, whether it's school, whether it's an after school activity, you know, you're always going to put pressure on yourself because you want to do well. And for me, I didn't want to let my family down. You know, they'd committed so much to me swimming. They took me every morning before school and after school and... You know, it is that pressure of I don't want to let my family down and my people that I love down. Um, and something actually I've never spoke about before. So this is an exclusive. But um, yes. I actually had a stutter when I was very young. And, you know, I couldn't talk fluidly. And my mum took me to speech and language therapy and had many sessions with her just to kind of get rid of my, scu- my stutter. Um, so, yeah. So now, obviously, when I do talks and I, I go into schools and different things, like it's amazing how far... I've come. Well, we've come. We've 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 done amazing. <laughs> wow, that's so incredible. Thanks for sharing that. No, it's fine. What was that like as a child having a stutter? May may I ask? Yeah, I was so excited and I think because I was so bubbly, I just rushed to get my words out and I never knew like patience and I think, you know, my speech and language my speech and language therapist did teach me patience and you know, to not rush speaking, to think about what you want to say. And, you know, I was so embarrassed when I was stutter and, you know, teachers would always pick up on it and I hated it. I hated being different in that way. So yeah, that, that, it was hard going to the classes at first because I felt like I shouldn't have to, but, you know, obviously now it's definitely paid off. And it's interesting that word, like patience, you had to find patience in yourself, but I think as a society, we all have to find patience with each other as well and understand that we're all different and we're all going to be communicating in different ways and we just need to chill out sometimes and be patient with other people and 
let them communicate in their own in no, their definitely. own time and their own way. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um no. <laughs> Oh, one last thing I want to talk about uh with swimming, uh and we briefly spoke about this before we started recording, is that the stereotype of of black people not swimming. And that's something I've only discovered maybe yeah. the past couple of years. Like I remember my friend told me and I was like, what? I've I've never heard of that. But it's a thing. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when you watch the Olympics, you always see, you know, black athletes on the athletic track, you know, doing running and kind of doing all the track and field, you know, activities and swimming, you know, black people are a minority. I think so many people have questioned why that is. And, you know, there is that stereotype going around. I'm sure there's loads more stereotypes that we'll come across. But, you know, that black people don't swim and black people sink in water. Well, you know, from an early age, my my parents put me in water and, you know, I do not sink. I've done had a really successful like swimming career so far. And I think, you know, if you're told that mm. you know, black people can't swim, I think you automatically just think, well, what's the point of taking them to swimming lessons? Because, you know, I don't want them to drown. I don't want anything to happen. But... No, I think it's the same as anything. If you'd have told some people that you can't get rid of a stutter, you know, like I did, people probably mm. wouldn't try to get rid of it. But, you know, I think until you try to break those stereotypes and and swim and, you know, go to go to therapy, um, yeah, I think there is no stereotype. And I'm so proud to kind of fly that that you know that black swimming flag because I am showing people that it can Exactly. Be and done. you are incredible, like in the water. You're like a machine. You're literally amazing. And it, it blows my mind that that myth exists. Like, do you know where that comes from? I'm not really sure. I remember someone saying to me that, you know, it's it's proven that black people have heavier bone density. Um, but, you know, just maybe I just work super hard to make sure that I don't think, I don't know. But yeah, I don't think... I mean, there's so much in our history that's going to be entwined into that as to where that's come from like and we i can we can we can all imagine why that myth has been created no i know um, but it's it's awesome that you're standing up there and being like no look at me i'm like amazing at this and you can do it too <laughs> um yeah you know i think especially growing up as well like i never really saw any role mm. models that i could have you know for black swimming so I think because of that I want to be a black swimming role model so people can relate to me people can want to be like me so yeah yeah hopefully I'm doing my job <laughs> even though you didn't see anyone who was like you did you have anyone at all that you kind of looked up to yeah you know I like different friends you know I had buddies when I was you know in the young ages of school and I used to look up to all my buddies I used to look up to you know people like success obviously Michael Phelps was doing really well from a young age as well in swimming and I think there were mm -hmm. so many role models that I looked up to but none were like me but you know role models can be anyone exactly I love that yeah can you swim by the way can you swim yeah I'm a great swimmer okay I'm good at everything that I try so <laughs> <laughs> no I'm more I'm more of like a holiday swimmer okay. like oh, I, I like I like just being in the water though and like messing around yeah. and yeah, I do really enjoy it. We should go together. We could be we like should. swimming buddies. I'll teach you. I'll teach you the proper technique. None of this doggy yeah, paddle. <laughs> oh, no, that's what I'm good at, though. That would be my style of choice. <laughs> if I was going to be the Olympics, I'd be like doggy paddle. <laughs> oh, no, I'll teach you. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll, we'll get a date in and then I'll join you in Tokyo. 
let's let's do it <laughs> it's tokyo isn't it yeah, yeah is it still gonna yeah, be there yeah yeah, yeah yeah i guess they would have built the whole everything yeah now, it's so all ready to, to go <laughs> so it has to be there <laughs> um so let's move on now to the by life because that oh. was a reality tv show that you were on yeah um, what was that like oh that was really amazing you know i think growing up i never ever thought i'd be on tv um, but I went through, you know, a hard time in my swimming where I didn't get picked for a team in 2018 and I'd obviously trained so hard. And I think for me, there was a lot of feelings inside that I was really struggling with my sexuality. And, you know, for so long I had suppressed that and kind of I got that opportunity to, you know, and I know that the BioLife you know, is a label, but, you know, I'd never explored my sexuality. I'd never, never thought about it. I'd never been on any dates. I never met anyone. So, you know, that show was just an opportunity to get six people in a villa who were like-minded, who were open to question their sexuality and just go on dates and see what you like and what you don't like. And for me, it was a massive education, educational experience. Mm-hmm. Because you, on that show, you came out as gay. It's yeah. kind of like that that experience made you realise what you yeah. were, in no, a way. Definitely, you know, I think... I think it was in 2015 that I told my parents that, you know, I did like the same gender. And, you know, they said, oh, how do you know? Have you explored? Have you tried to, you know, have you had feelings towards both? But I think because of swimming, I just learned to suppress it, you know, being around poolside, you know, not wearing much clothes most of the time. Like it was so easy just to push all that emotion down and not feel anything, you know, not be attracted to anyone. And, you know, I knew that the attraction was there towards guys, but I think, because I'd never been on dates, because I'd never explored. Um, I just didn't want to put the label on, you know, as gay or bisexual, or I didn't want to put any label on my sexuality. And I think the first time I'd done that was, you know, on the bi-life. Bless you. Like that is just another layer of things to deal with as well. Like on top of like the pressure of being a a superstar swimmer. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe that was meant to happen that year, that 2018 year. Maybe that was... No, definitely. Why you didn't qualify? You were meant to go on this personal journey, and I really do think that you know, obviously, it worked because you've you've come out stronger, and 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 look at you now. You're going to be going to the Olympics. I'm sure you're going to be going next year. Yeah, so. I'm just so much more yeah. confident. You know, like when I go to competitions, I don't have an extra burden pushing down on me. I can just be myself, and I don't mm. have to worry about being judged or what people think of me because you know, especially coming on a TV show, everyone knows. And I didn't have to tell everyone yeah. that I mean, oh, so, you know, I'm gay or this is you know, who I'm with. Like, I haven't been in a relationship, by the yeah. way, but it's just nice to not have to, you know, tell people. To just be your 100% authentic self. Yeah, is definitely. an amazing feeling. Um, But I feel like there is a problem around openly gay athletes. Is that something you've experienced? Have you experienced any negativity at all? Yeah, you know, I think... With sports, you know, like many other things, stereotyping is a thing. And I think one of my biggest fears was, you know, when you go to competitions, you know, you don't want to be seen as weak. You don't want to kind of be disregarded on one of the best swimmers out there. And I think because I was a little bit happy and flamboyant, you know, I didn't want it to be seen as a weakness because when I got in the water, I was a mean machine and I wasn't let anybody pass me. And, you know, I remember going to my Kent County Championships and, Everyone thought they'd, you know, that they'd totally smash me out of the water because I was so happy. I was talking to everyone. But actually, when I got in the water, you know, that flamboyant, happy self didn't come out. I was, I meant business. 
And, you know, there is that stereotype. And, you know, I think one of the advice that I'd give to myself, you know, now that I've come out is, you know, be true to yourself. Don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about being judged. Just be be you because, you know, when you're you and when you can be your, you know, authentic self, you'll be more confident. Yeah. Amazing. Can I ask you about, um, because obviously you represent Great Britain and Jamaica. Yeah. um, Was there like any issues with coming out and representing Jamaica? Like you don't have to answer this. um, And I'm not sure if this is an inappropriate question, but because um, obviously laws are different in Jamaica with regards to LGBT plus people. Yeah, it is illegal to be gay out in Jamaica. And, you know, you don't get arrested if you are gay, but you get arrested if you show the same, like some sort of affection towards the same gender. Um, You know, obviously me living in the UK, I don't have to worry about kind of showing that out in Jamaica. But I think for me, there's no openly gay athlete in Jamaica. And without someone starting a conversation, without there being someone that changes that or to to show you that it is there are people out there I think is so important you know since coming out I've had so many messages from young children from teenagers to adults who are gay or are, are lesbian are bisexual who don't feel like they can come out to their parents and you know I was extremely lucky that when I did talk to my mum and dad they were so accepting and they understood you know and they were just happy for me they wanted me to be happy and find someone who loved me and obviously out in Jamaica, so many people don't have that. And I think if I can help people and be that person that they want to look up to, that they can speak to and, you know, they can resonate with me. I think that's so important. That's awesome. And yeah, you are just like a little hero and a role model. Uh, and that's why I'm <laughs> really pleased to know that you are actually going into schools as well in our country and and talking to kids and being your 100% authentic self. Um, let's talk about that. Like, yeah. Do you go into primary schools or senior schools? Yeah, you know, I think as I, throughout my swimming career, I've, you know, been part of the scholar sports team as well. And I went into lots of schools with different banks and, um, you know, National Sports Week. I used to love going into schools and talking. But I think now, you know, I love going into schools to just share my story, to hopefully inspire as many kids as I can and students as I can and show them, you know, not every journey is the same. You know, some people like Adam Peaty, who's one of my swimming friends, you know, Olympic gold medalist, he started swimming when he was 14. And, you know, there's no journey that's the same. Um, Yeah, I did really struggle at school and I really couldn't do maths. And there was many weaknesses that I had at school, but I went on to getting a first class honours degree in early childhood studies. And, you know, just because you're weak at something or you're not as good at something, no, I think it's important to share that it's okay. And, you know, that's the same with my sexuality. You know, obviously when I was younger, I never knew, but I think if I had the education, if I was told that it was normal and, you know, it did exist, I think it really would have helped my my coming out journey. So yeah, I love going into schools and just sharing my experiences with teachers and pupils. And I know a load of teachers who are listening would have been like, oh my gosh, like we need to get them in. Um, <laughs> how would they go about doing that? Oh yeah, like I have um I have many obviously in I have Instagram, lots of social medias and I'm happy to I've got my email on all of them. So if you can track down my email address and yeah, drop me a line then I'd love to um yeah. love to do it. Do you have a website or anything? I have a blog page. 
okay so probably best to find you on like twitter or instagram yeah no that's fine i'll put i'll put all this stuff in the show notes so people can find you and get you in (laughs) and talking to kids about everything so amazing i love that um, you also have a YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Which I was checking out, which is great. That's like a a, a new project for you. Yeah, a lockdown project, you know. Yeah, no, it's really fun. <laughs> and it's nice to see you're like kind of exploring different things because you've got, um, well, you do some stuff with your housemate, Rebecca. Yeah, um, question and Which answers. is great to see like two <laughs> Olympic amazing people at the same time. Um, you also do some home workouts, which are amazing. And yeah, I mean, good job this is a podcast because if, if people could see you your physique is incredible and um yeah you have to check out his um uh, fitness videos really cool you know what i so you know from start of lockdown so many people asked me lots of swimmers asked me for swimming related home workouts because you know obviously all the pools are closed i've been asked to do question and answers and i've just been like looking at all the responses i've been getting and i've just been doing filming that content just to share with people because oh, amazing. You know, it's a time to connect with people so hopefully they help him <laughs> definitely and um so i guess we know for you what your hopes of the future are and that's obviously tokyo 2021 yes. uh which I'm, I'm sure you're gonna be there i already said yeah just over a year to go <laughs> yeah is there anything else that you've kind of want for the future maybe after the next olympics yeah, you know, I always wanted to be a school teacher. And, you know, I think since appearing on different TV and stuff, you know, lots of people do want me to host different things. And I'd love to be a children's presenter. I think that's one goal that I've always had. Um, yeah, from an early age. Um, I never thought it would come true. But I think every day it's kind of getting more realistic. And, you know, I just want to give back. I want to share people, you know, my positive lifestyle and hopefully inspire others. Amazing. And yeah, I, I can imagine you being amazing with kids. Like you're just so smiley, so positive. And <laughs> there's so much great stuff about you to the point where I said to you earlier, I was like, I want you to come on my channel. And we'll, we'll do a video oh. together or something. And actually, I did have an idea. I was thinking we could maybe create a uh, teaching resource together, like a little worksheet, um, which I'll yeah. put on my in my members area at popnolly.com. Uh, I was thinking maybe I'll like draw you and like a pool. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe it can be like a maths thing. Um, but yeah, maybe we can collab on that. And um, Oh, that'd be amazing. People can download yeah. it. Yeah, amazing. No, you're, you're, you are amazing at everything you do. And, you know, kind of in this day and age, we it is important for people to share their experiences and share it on an educational view as well. You know, I think you know I speak for myself here but if I had that education growing up it would have helped my family my friends you know teachers who didn't really know how to touch different on different subjects so yeah you're doing amazing so keep going oh thank you and I'm honestly again thrilled to have you on here so thank you so much oh and um, one final thing and you actually already mentioned it but um what would you say to a younger you yeah embrace yourself have confidence in yourself and do things when you're ready. Don't rush. There's no pressure to come out, be good at something like just embrace your full you. And when you, when you are, and when you do embrace it, good things will come in your path. Amazing. You're adorable. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michael. Oh, and um, You're welcome. Thanks, I'll Wally. see you soon. Take care. Will do. Bye. Bye. Wow, isn't he great? 
he is so lovely and so easy to talk to. And there was so much more that I wanted to ask him and dive into a bit deeper with him. Dive in, dive in like a swimming pool. <laughs> um, I'm sure there was more you wanted to know about him too. So probably best for all of us if we keep updated with him via his social media channels. You can find him on Twitter at MichaelGunnin1 and on Instagram under the exact same handle. And as we mentioned, check out his YouTube channel uh, too, which is simply named Michael Gunnin. And let's wish him luck for next year when we will hopefully see him doing incredible things at the 2021 Olympics. As briefly mentioned, I've created some downloadable classroom resources around Michael, which you can access in the members area at popanolly.com. Just head to popanolly.com forward slash members hyphen area. And that is it for this episode. I hope you loved it. Thank you for being here and I'll catch you next time. Bye.